Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is Sensemaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Before we start, let me take a brief moment to tell you about one of our other podcasts, The Playmaker. We talk about football's magic moments, what could have been, what should have been and what nearly was. It's one story every day to make sense of the world of football. Why not give it a listen? The Playmaker is available now on all podcasting platforms. Now on to today's episode, the hidden tax that affects us all and how the government is trying to increase it. It's the biggest rise in personal taxes in decades. It's supposed to rescue the NHS from its dreadful backlog of operations and transform care for people in old age. And it will enable radical innovation to improve the speed and quality of care. We need reform and change. And what's the tax which is going to work these miracles? Not income tax, that's a percentage of what you earn, and not VAT, which you pay on things you buy. From next April, we will create a new UK-wide 1.25% health and social care levy on earned income hypothecated in law to health and social care, with dividend rates increasing by the same amount. This will raise almost £36 billion. No, the tax which is going to do all these things is national insurance. It's the Cinderella on your payslip, always neglected and overlooked. And here's the odd thing about it. I'm not sure many people even know what national insurance really is. So I went round the corner from the tortoise offices to find out. Do you have one moment to speak to us for a podcast just to find out whether you know what national insurance tax is? I do. I uh, well, I say I know what it is. I don't know. I'm I have unaware, no idea. But I know that I've seen it come out of my come out of my paycheck before. I think. Yeah, Not myself. really. No, kind of like services and things, right? I have no idea. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. No, I don't. I've read in the paper though that they want to put it up to yeah. help people, like dementia, Alzheimer's, that sort of thing. I mean, I'm assuming it pays for the NHS, uh, public services, transport, that kind of thing. National insurance people? Um, yeah, that's my understanding. There's nothing new about national insurance. The first version of it appeared more than a century ago in 1911. And back then, it was a kind of insurance policy against losing your job. Around one in six workers had it, particularly people who worked in industries like mining or on the railways who were more at risk of unemployment. And having national insurance, well, it also meant you could get access to what was known then as a panel doctor, what we now call a GP. The deal was this. You pay four pence, your employer pays three pence and the state pays two pence. So as the then Prime Minister Lloyd George liked to say, nine pence for four pence. 
not a bad deal. Employers would put stamps on a card to prove the money had been paid, and once you left your job, your employer would give you that card to prove you'd paid your national insurance, so you could claim your benefits. It all sounds pretty simple. And the fascinating thing is that perception of national insurance, the idea that it pays for benefits, your pension, and healthcare. Well, that's stuck for a hundred years. It seems to have a sort of special aura, national insurance. People see it as definitely being spent on nice things. They feel like pensions and the NHS. The truth is. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. But in reality, over time, the link between paying national insurance and receiving benefits has got weaker and weaker. Back in the day, national insurance was a flat rate; everyone paid the same. But then it became a percentage of your earnings, just like income tax. It used to be the case that you'd have to show that you contributed to national insurance throughout your lifetime before you could get a full pension. Now you can claim a state pension even if you only moved to the UK two years before you turn 66. And national insurance definitely isn't set aside for special things anymore. It's true the rules say that the government can't just spend money from it on any old thing, but they get round that rule by loaning money from the national insurance pot to other parts of government to pay for things outside of what it's intended for. So in many ways, it's just another income tax now. But if we already have income tax, why doesn't the government just merge the two together? In short, the government might be able to take advantage of the fact that a lot of us don't know much about national insurance, and what we think we know is kind of positive. There is, at the moment, the polls suggest、uh, quite a lot of public support for just that sort of level and moving on national insurance, not on income tax. And recent opinion polling shows that the public would support a rise in national insurance if it was presented in the right way. Now you could say nothing's really changed. Back in 2002, Gordon Brown put up national insurance by one p in the pound to boost NHS spending, and that move, although it was a tax rise, well, it was considered one of the most popular tax rises in history. But what much of the public don't realise is that it's all just part of the government's income, its general taxation pot. If national insurance and income tax were merged, it would make tax more transparent. People would realise that while they think they're paying, say, twenty percent tax, they're actually paying thirty-two percent if you include the extra twelve percent from national insurance. That's going to get even more complicated on your tax bill when the national insurance rise comes in. It's going to be labelled separately and called a levy for the NHS, and the gamble is that people won't mind paying it. It's a smart choice for a prime minister with a political problem. Let's go for sensible, moderate, but tax-cutting, one-nation conservative government and take this country forwards. That was Prime Minister Boris Johnson back in 2019 on his campaign trail, and his promise was not just cuts in national insurance, but a tax lock, a tax lock, a triple tax lock on income tax, on VAT, and on national insurance. No rise in any of them, guaranteed. 
When it came to deciding how to break that promise to pay for the NHS backlog and social care, Boris Johnson had a choice. Should he put up income tax, which let's face it, nearly everyone understands, or national insurance, which is badly understood and people think pays for good things? Politically, that probably wasn't too hard a decision to make. Today's episode was written and produced by Imi Harper. The Sensemaker. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 